It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, the training camp beginning edition, for lack of a better term. But yes, today is the day that NFL teams are reporting to training camp. But of course, it is a very different type of training camp start. As we know, this is going to be a training camp schedule and of course an NFL season unlike any other. Uh, But veterans are reporting to training camp today and we're going to touch on uh, the just how the training camp schedule is going to be as well as the option that the Panthers decided to take in terms of the training camp schedule. But uh, they did have a couple of roster notes that kind of helped them get to where they are today. So they added two players on Monday, and they got rid of another player to get them to their full training camp roster. So the two players they added, one is actually a former Panther who has a new name, actually, uh, Adarius Taylor who was known as Adarius Glanton when he was originally with the Panthers in 2014 and 2015. They added him on Monday, as well as another undrafted linebacker, Kiava Tizino, if I'm saying that right, claimed him off waivers from the New England Patriots. Uh, so in a corresponding move, the Panthers waived undrafted defensive lineman Austrian Robinson. So that puts the Panthers now at 90 players, which is, of course, typically a normal, full training camp roster. But as we've seen, teams had an option as far as their training camp roster. They could either bring ninety pl- the full 90 players as usual, but they would have to be split into two groups for the first couple of weeks of training camp. Or they can just cut right to 80, and they'd have the full team together. For all of training camp. The Panthers, kind of unsurprisingly, at least in my opinion, this was kind of the the route I thought they were going to take. They went with the 90-man roster. And so what that means now is that they'll have two groups uh, on the field, or essentially two groups on the field. So you'll have one group, which is basically made up of the teams, or the, the players that reported last week so those are your your rookies uh your quarterbacks and your uh your injured players and then your other group is basically your veterans from or that are reporting today so they'll be and i think if i remember correctly players can or uh, you could have at least one quarterback uh on each side but players cannot flip between we'll say group A and group B. You know, they can't flip between the two groups. Where Whichever group you're with uh, at the start of training camp under this split squad option, that's the group you stay with for the first couple of weeks. And that's going to be until August 16th when all teams will be down to 80 players. And that's because August 17th is when teams can actually start having contact practices and start adding... Uh, the padding. 
So, again, not surprising the Panthers went with this route because with all the youth that this team has and just so much new, so many new faces, just so much, so many unknown variables now with this team that need to be worked out, it makes sense that you have as many players as you can uh, to try to get as many reps as you can for these young players and to just let all these young players just compete as much as they can you know some of the veteran teams are probably more likely to cut right down to 80 and just let their uh, their veterans and their starters get all the reps but the Panthers you know there's obviously a lot of competition at a lot of positions especially on defense so the more competition you can get I think the better that is as a whole for this team especially with a new coaching staff so it certainly makes sense that they have 90 players so this is now what the training camp schedule is going to look like. Of course, not just for the Panthers, but for all teams. Uh, so again, today is when all the, the rest of the veterans will report to camp. But they're not, again, it's not a typical camp reporting day as we've seen in many years past where they come in and, um, you know, we're so used to, uh, one of the nice things about teams reporting to camp, we're used to seeing players, just how they make their entrance. They always make it fun. Uh, but this is obviously no, di or this is very different, I should say. This is unlike any other year. These players basically are coming in, they're going to get tested, and they're going to have virtual meetings. So they're really not going to be in the building much for the first couple of weeks. But from today through Friday, with it, but there there is a day off mixed in there as well, I believe. Um, I, I think it's the same schedule for all teams. So I believe Thursday will be the uh, Thursday will be the only day with no meeting. So yeah. So today, tomorrow, today and tomorrow, players will have uh, COVID nineteen testing and they will have virtual meetings. Thursday, July thirtieth, is just virtual meetings, and then Friday, July thirty first, they'll have another day of COVID testing and virtual meetings. And the key factor now is that team or these players will have to have uh three I, I believe they have to have three negative tests in this in that period uh to be able to be in the the, the building and whatnot because then the next phase is going to be uh your physicals and your equipment distribution that'll be this weekend saturday and sunday august 1st and 2nd uh and again and this is also where uh, daily COVID-19 testing will begin. Again, that was part of the the agreement that the players and the union made. So, so like for the Panthers and all the other teams, they'll be tested three of the next four days, and then starting Saturday, they will be tested every day for the first two weeks of the season at least. Again, the, the, the caveat here now is that after those first two weeks, if the rate of positive tests falls below 5%, then testing will move to every other day. But if it's above 5%, it'll stay at every day. So that's what the Panthers can look forward to this weekend. All the players will be tested basically every day except Thursday. And then they'll also get their physicals and their equipment this weekend. Then starting next Monday, August 3rd, you have your acclimation period. That'll be August 3rd through August 11th with an off day built in on August 8th. Now, what the acclimation period is going to entail 
is that you will have one hour of weight room and one hour of on-field conditioning. Again, this period is basically just strength and conditioning. You're not really doing any football work. It's just strength and conditioning. So you have one hour in the weight room, one hour of on-field conditioning, total strength and conditioning with small groups under 15, like you kind of see with all these other levels. I know with the high school I work with, that's how we've been doing it. They've been conditioning in groups of about 10. But the total time of strength and conditioning is capped at two hours. There are no conditioning tests in uh, during this period. And the only coaches that will be allowed on the field during this period are the strength and conditioning coaches. So Matt Rule will not be on the field. Joe Brady will not be on the field. They will only be able to, to work with those guys virtually for the time being. It will only be the strength and conditioning coaches on the field. Now... Quarterbacks, receivers, kickers, punters, and long snappers are allowed to use footballs during this period. Because uh, it says on-field strength and conditioning are subject to phase one rule. So that means those positions can use footballs. And in addition to strength and condi conditioning... Uh, so I'm sorry. So you might be able to do a little bit of... So I, let me go back a minute. I said there's no football work. That was kind of incorrect because you are allowed to have walkthroughs during these days. Uh, but that's all you could really do with football work. But you're allowed to have walk walkthroughs up to one hour on each of the first four days and then up to 75 minutes on each of the last four days. Because that's how it's bro broken up too. So you'll have the first four days, then August 8th will be your off day, and then the last four days will be... Uh, will be kind of the second part of the acclimation period. So that's your so that's your initial acclimation period. Then things start to build up a little bit more uh, on August 12th. So from August 12th to August 16th, that is your, I guess what they're calling your gradual ramp-up period. And that's where you can spend more time on the field and start doing more football things. So... On-field time during this period is uh, set at a max of three and a half hours. Your first practice can start with a max of 90 minutes, and then that increase that can increase by 15 minutes per day up to a daily maximum of 120 minutes or two hours. And then the remainder of the daily three and a half hour on-field time is limited just to walkthroughs. So again, three and a half hours of on-field time per day. This is during August 12th through the 16th. You can have three and a half hours on the field maximum. You can have actual practices starting at 90 minutes for the first practice and then working your way up to two hours. And then the rest of the time is just walkthroughs. August 12th and 13th, they can have phase two activities, which means helmets, and approved protective shirts are permitted. August 14th and 16th. August 15th will be an off day. August 14th and August 16th will be non-padded practice days. So there's no live contact, but you can do all customary practice activities, and you're allowed to wear helmets, spiders, and shells. And then again, August 16th is when teams have to be cut down to... 80 players. So for the Panthers, that's when they'll decide uh, the 10 players 
that will be initially cut, and then that's when they could finally bring everybody together for full team practices, which will start on August 17th. That is when padded practices can finally begin. So this is your contact integration period, excuse me. That'll run from August 17th through September 6th. So that's basically your three-week period. So the players get you know this three-week acclimation period and then the three weeks of kind of actual training camp before the season begins. Uh, you can have 90 minutes, 90 minute periods during this time, and you can increase daily by 15 minutes. There is no increase or decrease in duration following an off day. And the daily time limits are dictated by the CBA. And during this time frame, again, I think it's a 21-day period, of, that, of those 21 days, you have a maximum of 14 padded practices. So that's what the that's what the training camp schedule will look like. And then September 6th, I believe, then should be the day that rosters are cut to 53. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And then, of course, it all leads up to the regular season opener on September 10th between the Chiefs and the Texans. And then, of course, the Panthers season opener that Sunday, September 13th, against the Raiders. So that's a look. That's basically a look now at what training camp will look like for, again, not just the Panthers, but the entire, uh, the entire NFL landscape. And again, it will take place, of course, at Bank of America Stadium. We talked, we knew that back in early June when the NFL said that teams will not be traveling for training camp, as some, of course, typically do, like the Cowboys to Oxnard, uh, among other things. All training camps will be at their normal, normal location. So, and of course, as we've, you know, it goes without saying, of course, there is. There will be no preseason this year. The entire preseason has been canceled uh, as per the agreement between the players and the uh, the owners. And speaking of which, of course, when we talked on Friday, we said, you know, this was obviously a big weekend in terms of, you know, the could they come to an agreement to get training camp on time? And, of course, over the weekend, that's that's exactly what they did. So... Uh, that's something else we'll get into at some point as well, uh, one being the salary cap. Remember, we talked on Friday about the salary, the potential salary cap implications if the, the team was going to take a huge hit salary cap-wise uh, because of potential lost revenue. They decided they seemed to kind of meet in the middle where I think it's only going to be like the first couple of years that the salary cap is going to take a hit because they pretty much now have, have set the 2021 cap It'll be at $175 million. So obviously a bit of a hit, you know, almost $25 million, but not as bad as it possibly could have been. And so for the Panthers, that's that's not bad because if 
if we look back, if, if we kind of go back to what we were talking about with the Panthers' uh, salary cap situation, I believe looking at their 2021 cap, according to uh, overthecap.com, they are pretty much now kind of right at the salary cap. They have uh, total cap liabilities of about $176.5 million. So if we say 175, that only puts them about a million and a half over the projected 2021 salary cap. And we talked about some of the moves that they can make to get under the salary cap and give them some space. We talked again about Matt Parity's. That would save almost $5 million in salary cap space. Uh, Graham Gano. If he, you know, if he's still around this season, but they cut him after this year, that saves 3.75 million against the cap. Uh, Michael Pilardi, we t- we talked about Michael Pilardi, of course, is what kind of got that ball rolling. If you remember, because we were um, looking at some some stuff on the web, and Michael Pilardi was kind of talked about because, of course, they brought in the other punter, and it was mentioned that Pilardi, you know had two years left but he had a bit of a salary cap hit and we again talked about his 2021 salary or his uh his ability to save or the team's ability to save two and a half million dollars in salary cap space if they cut him in 2021 so there's some money they can save um so there there's of course ways around it and again we talked about maybe the biggest question and that's uh i shouldn't say you know not in terms of like his on field play, but just kind of his uh, with only one year left on his contract in 2021, since it voids in February of 22, and that of course is K1 short. Uh, the team can actually save uh, almost te- almost 10 million dollars in salary cap space, or of course they can adjust his contract and kind of spread out the cap hit a little more. So there's moves that can certainly be made uh, for the Panthers to get under the cap, but having a salary cap now of 175. Definitely puts the Panthers in a better position than what could have been had it really dropped to about 130. So that's really good news. And again, the you know we saw some of the notes from the agreement. Uh, one of the big things, of course, was no play, no pay. If the games get canceled, players don't get paid. Um, there's also some benefits that are being canceled this year. Uh, one of them, for example, is Pro Bowl play. You know, they will not be paying out, uh, like, Pro Bowl salaries or, you know, the the amounts that they pay to, like, the winning team and the losing team. Those won't be out. So I would venture to say right now that uh, there will not be a Pro Bowl. You know, I think they've said it's supposed to be in Vegas if they have it in 21. But I would venture to say if they're not going to pay out, I doubt players are going to want to go to play in the pro listen players already hate playing in the pro bowl to begin with and that's with making money whether on the winning or losing team do you really think players are going to play for free so yeah i would venture to say that there's not going to be a pro bowl but that's just some of the ways that the the players in the league of course came to an agreement uh regarding the revenue and then again the training camp schedule that came out and uh, the daily testing it's going to be really interesting to see, though, if the Panthers have anyone that decides to 
opt out of the season. There's been nothing yet, fortunately, for the Panthers in terms of placing players on the reserve COVID list. We've already seen about 25 players among about a handful or so teams placed on that list. Now, again, a key caution to remember with this reserve COVID-19 list, this does not necessarily mean that that player tested positive for COVID-19. It simply means they either did test positive for it or they were in close contact with someone that tested positive. But teams are not able to actually say who tested positive. But uh, So that's just the key thing to remember. And we've already seen some players, of course, put on that list, including some interesting rookies, one of which was in the NFC South. That was Keyshawn Vaughn, the third-round pick, the running back out of Vanderbilt for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. So it's going to be really interesting now to see how the Buccaneers handle that, how long he's on. But fortunately right now for the Panthers, there have been no players placed on that list, and they have not had anybody, at least so far, opt out of the 2020 season. Things can still happen, of course, um, but they actually don't have much time to decide. I believe, actually, the deadline is this Saturday, August 1st. That's the deadline to... uh, for the players to decide if they are going to play or not for the 2020 season. We, of course, have already seen a couple of players opt out, including definitely the biggest name so far just came early Tuesday morning, and that was Dante Hightower, the Patriots linebacker, has decided to opt out of this season, and you could certainly understand why. Hightower has a kid on the way. The last thing he wants is to be around all these players and run the risk of catching something, and then pass that on either to his wife or his kid. So I certainly understand uh, him opting out of the of this NFL season. So again, over the next couple days, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, if any of the Panthers players decide to opt out of the season. And then, of course, we'll see if some of these players happen to land on the reserve COVID-19 list. Again, we've already seen a bunch of teams place a couple of players or so on their respective lists. And, I mean, hell, the Minnesota Vikings just saw their head trainer, Eric Sugarman, test positive for the coronavirus. So the NFL is definitely in some rough waters, to say the least. And then we've all seen the news now about the Miami Marlins and what happened with them. And already now the problems that Major League Baseball is facing with four teams now having lost two games, or at least seeing two games get postponed so early in the season. I mean, Major League Major League Baseball couldn't even make it through one week of games. They couldn't even make it through their first week of games before they have a major issue break out. So it really makes you wonder what's going to happen with the NFL and how they handle everything. Still a ways to go, but I don't know. I'm still I'm still cautious. I don't even know if I want to say cautiously optimistic. You know, I don't even know what the word. I'm de- I'm definitely a little skeptical. Uh, that that's for sure. Uh, between pro football and college football and even high school football, I'm just really wondering. You know, I hope they can get it done safely. Listen, I want football as much as anyone. 
But if we can't get it done the right way, then maybe we should look into moving. I, I know people have talked about putting the NFL in a bubble. But the problem, I think, right now with the bubble is that it might be too late to get everybody in a bubble. First of all, you have so many players that obviously you have to travel. I mean, this isn't like the NBA or the NHL where you only have like maybe even say 30 play. I think I think NHL teams have like a 30-man roster. NBA, of course, only has I think like maybe 15 and then plus your coaches and whatever. You know, the NFL, if, if you're going to have training camp in a bubble and you're talking 80 players per team. I mean, that's a lot of players to try to keep in a, in a bubble. And then how do you find a spot now that can suit uh, a number of teams? You know, do you go with four bubble teams or four bubble sites with eight teams each? Do you go eight bubble sites with four teams each? I don't know how you figure that out. And I don't know at this point if you have the time to do this. If you were going to think about an NFL bubble earlier this summer or probably even the spring, Probably would have been been a better time to start thinking about the bubble. I think the end of July, you're you're at a you're at a point now where it's too late. Again, teams are, are teams are already reporting to their facilities for the start of training camp and for their testing. So, I think the bubble is a uh, is a tough spot at this point. You know, so I I, I don't know what the NFL is going to do. And again, I hope we get some football, but. Obviously, now we have to worry about the possibility of what we're now seeing, what the reality is now in Major League Baseball. One team catching an outbreak and then it affecting, of course, other games. Because, again, it didn't just affect them and them having to cancel their game with the Orioles. But, of course, the Phillies now had to cancel or postpone their games against the Yankees because the Yankees were going to be in Philly, which meant the Yankees were supposed to be in the same clubhouse that the Marlins were just in. It's just all a mess. Now, they are expected to, you know, the Phillies and Yankees are expected to play tomorrow because they'll be in New York. And there ha- I don't think there's been a game there yet because the Yankees were in Washington over the weekend. Uh, but the Orioles and Marlins, you know, we'll see what happens to them because those games are supposed to be in Miami. And, of course, the Marlins were quarantined in Philly. Are they going to have the Marlins travel to Baltimore? Who knows? And then again, if something like this happens in, you know, the NFL with the uh, with the traveling they're doing, because remember the MLB now lessened the travel schedule because these teams are only playing their division and then that division in the opposite league, so they're not really traveling that far. The Panthers, of course, are playing the AFC West, so they're supposed to go out to Los Angeles and they're supposed to go out to Kansas City. You know, so they're they're doing a lot of traveling this year, and you know, so you get one bad outbreak, and then they're stuck. You know, is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
there's just so many, so many variables in play that it, it's it's tough. It, it's going to be really tough. But if they can get a full season in, then more power to the NFL. But we'll see what happens. But I don't know. That's just my rant, I guess, on what's going to happen. But um, again, to go back to again some of the the key things. So again, the Panthers bringing 90 players to training camp, which means they're going to be split up into two groups. That'll go through August 16th. That's when the team will cut the roster down to 80, and then they can start having padded practices on August 17th. So that's what to look forward to now with the Panthers training camp schedule. Again, this week it's just COVID testing and virtual meetings. That's all they're doing for the next four days. And then uh, physicals and equipment distribution on Saturday and Sunday. And then just strength and conditioning and walkthroughs starting next week. So that's what the Panthers have to look forward to. And that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, so we'll, you know, make the best of this training camp schedule. We'll certainly look at, uh, you know, we could touch on some salary cap stuff again going into next year. And, you know, we'll try to get some positional previews in as well as we get ready for what's going to be the most unique NFL season we have ever seen here in 2020. But with that, I'm going to get out of here Stay safe, everyone. I hope you guys are doing well and staying healthy. Keep at it. Um, and just let's all just work together and let's beat this thing. And hopefully it'll be over before we know it. But stay well, everyone. Have yourselves a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 